What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Yep, here we go. How are you, my friends? Thank you for being with us on the Chris Van Vliet Show. And as I record this right now, I'm in the middle of packing for Chicago to head to All Out this weekend. And whenever I pack for a trip like this for a wrestling show, it's it's like a pair of jeans, bunch of wrestling shirts, and maybe a toothbrush. Okay, for sure a toothbrush. It's the same for you, right? Uh, I got a bunch of interviews coming up in Chicago. I, I probably shouldn't announce uh, who we're interviewing because a couple of weeks ago in Los Angeles, I was like, oh, man, we're interviewing Alex Riley. So excited for this conversation. It's going to be great. Um, then the next morning when the interview was supposed to be, I got a text like last minute and Alex was like, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to reschedule. So the interview with Alex Riley is still happening. That's the moral of this story. Um the time and date of that one is yet to be determined and the location. Um, so I don't, I don't like putting these interviews out there anymore. Cause I'm like, I'm letting you guys down. I'm, I'm also letting myself down. Cause I get pretty jacked up, pretty excited for these interviews, but I can pretty confidently say that I have an interview lined up with killer cross at Starcast in Chicago, man, really looking forward to that one. Um, although now that I've announced it, it's, it's probably not going to happen. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course it's going to happen. You got to put it out in the world. I'm always about positivity. A uh, huge thank you to you guys for these five-star reviews. These are awesome. They're like the lifeblood of the Chris Van Fleet show. They keep us growing and growing. Going? Am I saying going or growing? I don't know. Um, these five-star reviews are like pizza to me. The lifeblood of me is pizza. I just have it flowing through my veins all the time. Uh, but seriously, it's awesome for you guys to take a couple seconds out of your day to leave these five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. You know the deal. I read one on every single episode. It's my way of giving you a shout out for being you know, the fan of the show, the fan of the week, and also my way of saying, hey, uh, if you want to be part of the show, just leave a review. It's that simple. You can do it like Zona Rod 4 did. Zona Rod 4 says, five-star commute. I commute an hour and a half to work three days a week, and this podcast makes me look forward to the drive. Not only does Chris interview the big names, but occasionally gives a platform to some names that you may not recognize. Keep the interviews coming. Well, thank you, Zona Rod 4. Super sorry about your hour and a half commute to work. That's pretty far. Um, thank you to, uh, well, this is a name that you recognize. He said sometimes, you know, there's some names on here of people you don't recognize. Well, this is a name you recognize, Teddy Hart. This is a fantastic interview. But first, the Chris Van Fleet Show is brought to you, as always, by Green Roads. They have the best CBD products in the world, hands down. And not all CBD products, not all CBD companies are created equally. We've heard a lot about CBD over the last few years. They're popping up everywhere. It's the cool thing to do, but I take it. I do it because it works. And uh, 
Green Roses of Pharmacists found a company that is looking out for you and they want to improve your life. Um, CBD oil, a couple drops under your tongue, really helps with anxiety. It uh, helps you just kind of clear your mind and focus. It also helps with recovery after the gym. The relaxed gummies taste amazing. You should try them as well. You can use my code CHRIS15 for 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. That's CHRIS15 for 15% off, 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. The show is also brought to you by the Pro Podcasting Pack from Samson Technologies. I mean, look how good we sound. You can't look at it, but listen to how good we sound. Uh, SamsonTech.com is where you can check out their lineup. I get a lot of messages from you guys almost every single day saying, what kind of equipment can I use? I want to start a podcast. I want to start a YouTube channel. Uh, Samson is where I would begin because you're not going to break the bank on these. A lot of people are spending like three, four, five hundred dollars $500 to sound this good to sound as good as we're sounding right now. This is a an $80 microphone. So there you go. You don't have to buy the whole package. You just buy the one microphone. Uh, so this interview with Teddy Hart is fascinating and it's very revealing. Um, and I think when you say the name Teddy Hart, people automatically have an idea in their mind of what they think Teddy Hart is all about. Um, I can say from this interview, he's grown a ton over the last handful of years He's extremely self-aware now. I guess maturity does that, but he's very self-aware of who he was before and who he is now. He loves cats. <laughs> I mean, like he really, really loves cats. Um, he says all the time that he's been in prison, uh, changed him, and he speaks very openly about that. Uh, we talk about the Montreal screw job here, how he thinks that Brett could have handled things differently. Also talks about Owen Hart's death gets into that and everything that surrounded it. Now, this was from an MLW show at the start of this year, but everything he talks about here is so relevant, and it's a fantastic conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen, Teddy Hart. It's always good to hang out with a fellow Canadian. Ah, it's beautiful that I got another Canadian with me. <laughs> what's the, when, like, when you're down in the U.S., what's the thing you miss the most about Canada? Um... Probably the hockey is more prevalent in Canada, so I, I love hockey, and it's it's on in the states. And there's some 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 states that they're obviously very serious with their hockey, but to me, just Canada's always got hockey on, so I kind of miss the hockey a bit. But uh, yeah, no one watches like especially here in Florida. They're like the Panthers. What's that? And, and they got two great teams too. The Panthers are good, and so are the Tampa Bay Lightning. So um, I'm in Philly, and they they have a strong hockey following. They've had a team for years, obviously. So. It's uh, it's cool there. I, I want to go to more games, but just have been so busy with wrestling, my schedule. But if it's uh, something I can do when I'm down here, I'd like to get some tickets for the Lightning. Tyson Kidd, a friend of mine, uh, he's got some uh, friends that are like execs there. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, so hopefully maybe get a box seat or something and enjoy a game. We just interviewed Tyson a couple months ago. Yeah, and he was one of the toughest he's, guys. He's ever. awesome. Yeah, an absolute beast in there. And uh Workhorse, his, his new schedule is even crazier than their old one now that he's an yeah. agent. He's on the yeah. road all the time and never late and always professional. And uh, I think did a lot for our family to kind of make sure that after he got injured, things didn't go sideways and that he took the, uh, the best path possible to get back in to do what he wanted to do, which is still be a part of wrestling. He loved it. He's been doing it his whole life. And having his mind in there, I think, adds a really cool element for those guys, the young guys coming up and some of the older guys that were working with him. They trust him. They know he's got great ideas. So um, I miss my family, obviously, because uh, that's the big thing. I have some, a lot of family in Canada still. And the snow is kind of... Uh, hit and miss you know what I mean there's some snow in Philly and the weather gets pretty cold but it's nice to be able to wear 
uh, for a coat or go out to Banff and see the mountains and stuff like that. I'm not a skier or anything like that, but I, I definitely like uh, I like snowboarding. If I could learn how to do it, I, I like to watch it. So I like to go out and like if my friends are all into skiing and snowboarding, I kind of just sit back and enjoy the gondola, the hot springs, and watch everybody else have some fun. And <laughs> I do my dangerous stuff in the ring, so... We thought that Tyson Kidd liked cats a lot, and he's like, oh, no, wait till you meet Teddy. Yeah, I love my cats, and uh, I have a cat I train named Mr. Velvet that comes out to the ring with me. I was going to bring him on MLW TV, but uh, we got to go over it, I guess, because this is a live show, so we just didn't want any any like little hiccups to happen or anything like that, and I think they need to see him in action to realize that he just did a show for Tommy Dreamer. There's like a 1,000 people there. He did awesome. How, how does the cat not freak out with all those people? Yeah, he, he went to the strip club last night, the cat, and got to come in the strip club and... <laughs> He was uh, he was awesome, big star of the club. That's walked around the whole club. So he was the hottest pussy in the strip yeah, club. He was the hottest pussy in the strip club. So, hold but, on, hold on. When you get to a strip club and you say, "My cat's coming in with me," what do they say? Uh, I have service animal papers, emotional support papers. So usually a couple twenties in the right people's hands, and then uh, show them that the cat's obviously really docile, and he's not going to cause any heat. And kind of you got to usually talk to the right guys and pull it through. And it's sometimes it doesn't work. Oh my God. But I've been lucky with. Uh, Certain clubs, they know us. We spend a lot of money, bought a lot of bottles, so showed up in a limo, and they knew we were working for a TV show, so they cut me some, cut me some slack and let the cat come in. What do the women think of it in the strip club? Uh, they love the cat. I think he's a good energy, too. People love that He's so friendly, and it's rare to see a cat that's friendly and that calm, so it's kind of my niche thing, and uh, it, helps me get, it helps me sell shirts and merch. Sometimes uh, kids want to see the cat more than they want to see Teddy Hart, so whatever works. You know, in looking at all the interviews that you had done before, uh, especially the recent ones, the most uh, the most comments you've been getting are how much you've matured. What do you attribute that to? Um, a year in jail definitely didn't help. Uh, it helped me probably learn to just take advantage of all opportunities. And your uh, your youth is something when you when you're younger, you, you don't think it's going to happen, but you start to get older, and uh, you got to take care of yourself and take the opportunities that are are given as blessings and it's nice to be able to make a comeback and MLW is a huge part of my comeback and uh, giving me credibility to other companies. I think a lot of the Teddy Hart stuff was was uh, was over, it was hype and I tried to sell things uh, to the boys as more being real or I play my character um, outside of the rings to try to keep the fans guessing and, and I think it, it was taken wrong sometimes or um, maybe just doing a lot of stuff and making it more difficult for the other guys where I think I did set a precedent and I think I, st I set like a, a like a, a certain meter for excellence and if you want to do something um, for me half-assing it I just didn't have it in my mindset I was trying to steal the show and, and be the best guy I could possibly be due to the fact that my family's got a, such a big name and the, f the footsteps I'm following in are are basically considered you know some of the greatest wrestlers ever to either be from my family or trained by my family or my family had matches with like you know the Shawn Michaels or like the Chris Benoit's or a Davy Boy Smith and Brett and Dynamite Kid and Jushin Lager all these guys Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, to come in and be less than what they were uh, would I think it would probably be detrimental to the heart name I tried to be the evolution of execution uh, to evolve the moves and come up with the the newest moves and the most dangerous looking moves but perform them safely obviously that's a key I've never heard anyone in wrestling and I've been very lucky uh, over my career to have just one small injury over all the years I've wrestled so it's it's uh, I pride myself on 
trying to be the, the guy that's helping a lot of young guys get a push too and uh, finding other talent. Conan's another guy that finds a lot of talent. And I think that makes you mature because now your life is becoming more of a coach and uh, a parental figure to guys and a role model. And um, as I said, I spent some time in jail and I, and I ended up beating the charges, but it was something while I was waiting, I had to wait in jail and, and sit there. And it was, uh, it's a very boring, uh, scary, lonely place, and you sure when you get out, everything tastes better, and the air seems to be uh, has a has a different taste to it, if you know what I mean, and feel to it, and just your friendship means more. It just makes you appreciate the things, and in there also, you can see guys with no hope that still found hope, and everybody believed, everyone had their own religion. You know, people have their own religions in there sometimes, but everyone believed in God most of, most from what I can see. And everybody prayed before their meals is kind of like a routine thing, and. Um, I, th I thought if I could take motivation from guys that had nothing or, or life sentences or, you know, we're going to, and that would give me some kind of spark to, no matter how dark it gets, uh, there's people with a lot worse situations than me and to suck it up and get up and come back fighting and be, a, be held accountable, uh, try to, if my reputation was a way that it wasn't seemed to be good, how, how I could fix that and, and make this comeback count and, as I say, hit a home run with every opportunity I have. I'm always a humble guy, but I cut a promo as a very arrogant, cocky, third-generation guy who's, but that's, that was never me in real life. I've always been pretty humble and a pretty nice guy and tried to help people, but people really don't get to see you when you're just showing up at a show and then flying out. I never work for those companies, usually most of them long enough to get people to get to know me. So it, certain things happened and I rubbed guys the wrong way potentially with with whatever and never meaning to do anything. And the same thing with if a guy ever had a problem, I was always vocal about, let's just go outside and talk about it. If it turns out you got to throw down, then I'd rather settle it, end it, shake hands, walk away, and it's done. But at least know, I, I fear no man on the planet. I'm not the toughest guy in the world, but I think there's a way of being professional and it's better to take things out of the locker room and instead of making a scene, go outside quietly, two people, and you handle your shit. Yeah. Pardon my language, oh, but you handle is. your shit. and, and uh, come back in and get back to business because you never heard a guy in the ring. You never heard a guy in the ring and you never let something that happened outside of the ring go into the ring and then uh, jeopardize the safety and the the reputation of the promoter, the promotion, and the fans watching. Uh, and that's always another thing for me is, again, trying to be professional with uh, coming up with cool moves and making sure guys are safe and uh, talking to other guys about how to get work and what to do to become superstars. You know, like even Brian just giving him little pointers and telling him to get some new gear or, you know, do something with his hair, fix this. or uh, And that, I guess that allows me to become more mature with the situations where now people are depending on me to be uh, a coach and the top guy in the locker room. And, you know, that's... Uh, it's it's a it's a nice thing to see people trusting me now and, and passing the ball to me and I got a, I got a chance to show people what I can do with my opportunity. Well, when you talk about your reputation, when you look back, do you have any regrets about the way that people perceived you and you could have done something differently? Mm, yeah, I, I try not to live in a world where I have regrets. I'm sad about uh, not getting to spend more time uh, with certain wrestlers back in the day. Um, like if I if I could have wrestled AJ Styles more in TNA I thought that would have been great if I could have got to wrestle like Chris Sabin more Alex Shelley more those are guys I thought were really good the Young Bucks Kenny Omega 
Um, guys well, like that. You can still work them now. Yeah, I can. I just the promotions are so weird with all of the guys with deals and being locked in in different places. It's hard to get uh, some companies to work with other companies now. So, and just I guess like. Uh, the Ring of Honor thing, I got, I really did, and I've said that I've never lied on promos. I've always been pretty straight up, even saying stuff that really I shouldn't even have said, but it was the truth, and that's how it happened. So I say it, and that may even cut my throat a little bit, but it was something I pride myself on is uh, cutting an honest promo. And um, I don't remember anything that happened that night, and I got knocked out, and I, I just remember those were moves that I thought I was supposed to do, and it, it, it really was a, it was a terrible thing that happened, and it put a sour taste in people's mouths about me, and it cut, it cut my, my legs off of working uh, in a great promotion like Ring of Honor, and with one of the greatest wrestling minds I've ever seen, which is Gabe Sabalski, and he's done so much for all these guys and he's created a really good style of wrestling because he doesn't let guys mail it in if you're working his show you better go in there and, and really wrestle hard and make sure your your stuff is clean and you have the right selling he's he's just he's he's a details guy and i always regretted not getting to work with gabe sapolsky more and having him put his stamp on me and i, I take my hat off to how well he's done with his his wrestling promotion and all of the connections he's made and all of the guys he's helped develop and i'm not a guy kissing his ass uh, i always said the same thing i wish those guys could could get more money to the boys but also in the long run Gabe ends up getting you the big deal in the end so maybe that's just the way it is you're paying your dues at the beginning and uh, the money comes after if you keep doing what you're doing and that's just the way he structured his business or his 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 plan to uh, basically take over the wrestling the wrestling world with all of the talent that he's helped so and I just wanted those like a small regret I had of just not getting to work with Gabe more because Gabe really liked me and I, I did some some promo stuff being told by Rob Feinstein what to say, kind of, and uh, Rob ended up getting ousted for some some stupid behavior. And I'm not going to get into it, but and it, and I had talked about Gabe already. It made me look bad, and I didn't realize Gabe was the guy that was defending me and trying to push me, and it just didn't work out. So, but yeah, that's like the one thing I could basically really in my mind. The Ring of Honor thing was was something. If I could go back in time and change that, I would. And uh, and if I could work with Gabe more, I would have I would have really liked to have worked with him because he's a, he's a genius and he's done amazing things for a lot of guys. I, I think that would have been uh, left out or not not got their uh, big break. What an interesting, insightful chat with Teddy Hart. Quick timeout because it's a brand new football season, my friends. A lot of things have changed here. I mean, Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. How good is this season of Hard Knocks, right? Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham Jr. Is with my team, the Cleveland Browns. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every single weekend. Our Blue Wire podcasters in our network are using mybookie.com slash bluewire to sign up this year. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least a hundred grand, and it only costs a hundred bucks to enter. All you got to do in this is pick five NFL games against the spread every week. You'll climb the leaderboard and you'll score your share of the huge cash prize pool. My bookie has live in-game betting on every single NFL game, and they've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. For all you fantasy guys out there like me. You can even bet on the over-under of how many fantasy points a player is going to score in each game. 
So visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when you're creating your account so you can claim that bonus. Simple, right? Bet, win, get paid. How long now has it been since you got out of jail? Uh, it's been one year now. And like, as soon as you got out, where you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm a new man. Uh, not even that. I just think I was already, I was already trying to, just, like, I, I don't smoke pot anymore, which is another. Just like I smoked for a lot of years and uh, love marijuana for what it's good for, but at the same time. Um, after years of smoking, when you don't smoke, it's like a different perspective on things, different camera angle, and uh, you you just look at things differently. And for me, it was it, that kind of made it a, a new start for me too, is that I, I have now a different camera view to look through, and maybe I can try things this way instead. And I, I think it just uh, made me a little sharper in the ring, and my memory a little better for certain things, and... Uh, Maybe more practical. It just, I, I just, I've, you know, the last time uh, that MLW had a show down here in Fort Lauderdale, yeah. I interviewed Rich Swan yeah. right after your oh, match. Yeah, <laughs> he puked after yeah. your match. It was so hot in that building. It was so hot. That's a really good match. Rich Swan's unbelievable. He's such a good guy and he's such a good wrestler. I've had my best matches with Rich Swan probably in the last ten years. My, I had a really good with him in uh, Fort Lauderdale, as you said, and then I had another really good with him in uh, Louisville. It was who's, awesome. Who's someone you really want to work with that you haven't had the chance to? Um, I've worked. I would have liked. I, I worked with Rey Mysterio Jr. one time, but I would always love to work with Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, Shawn Michaels. I always wanted to work Shawn Michaels. Obviously, I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I always wanted to work Shawn Michaels. And um, I think. Uh, I, even though I did get one match with him too when he was younger, really young, when I brought I brought him in for a show for Jersey All Pro, it was Kenny Omega. It was just such yeah. a beast in there. He's done so much amazing stuff in Japan with a really hard schedule and hard hitting and a lot of big heavyweight guys that he's just he's an absolute machine. Um, I worked the Young Bucks a lot too back in the day, and they're another just they're fantastic guys and uh, geniuses in the ring. And timing is unbelievable, and uh, just guys that took advantage of those opportunities and uh, hit home runs and, and developed a way to make more money with wrestling and social media and whatever other aspects they could do with shirts and uh, you know for me I always like Jack Evans um, but guys I guess I someone I haven't worked I'm trying to just think probably with the Canadian connection did you ever work Chris Benoit never I missed out on getting to work with Benoit or Jericho Jericho's another guy I would love to get a match with Jericho. He's another stud and just how amazing how long he's lasted and the type of shape he's in and the attitude he has. He's always really nice and really cool whenever I see him. Never never seen him superstar anybody. And so. Speaking of that, I've, I heard you say you wanted to wrestle into your 60s. Is, yeah. is that actually you know possible? I would hope so. I think I, I, think I could probably pull it off. Um, I mean... I do a lot of crazy stuff, but I think I'm pretty safe with my stuff, the, the way I've trained and the way I went into it and always trying to lay stuff out and get as high as possible to give the other guy enough time to get underneath me too and uh, to hit things really clean because I practiced for years. Uh, you know, I had my own ring in my own school and I trained with kids. So and just I would love to be, a, I, I love wrestling and as long as I can go and, and, and be useful in the ring and help the promotion and, and look good and I don't want to be in there and uh, making a joke of myself either sure. right but at the same time i definitely think for uh 
for everything I've done. If you watch my YouTube videos, there's, I don't think there's five guys in the world that have done what Teddy Hart's done consistently for 25. I've been wrestling 24 years now, and I'm four, almost 40 years old now, yeah. and I think I'm in the best shape for any other. I don't think there's a guy that's my age that's done what I've done. I don't even think close. Uh, that's besides Jack Evans, maybe. And AJ Styles is another the only other guy I could really look at who did a lot of really crazy stuff and had a really hard schedule and never ever really got hurt and never ever had a bad match. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Absolutely, and I take my hat off to him too. He's a real beast in there and just uh, workhorse and just the fact that he got the WWE push and got and got the right respect which he deserved for all those years in TNA. Uh, he just worked so hard for so many years and made so many guys look good and went to Japan and did great down there and then I got to see him obviously do this uh, kind of turn with WWE and change his look a little bit and I did a couple take, took some of his moves out but added some other stuff to get that longevity yeah. because this is his time to get on TV and make that really count and to become a world champion in that company when he was an impact guy for so long yeah. just tells you how smart and how professional and how good of a guy he is and again take my hat off to him because I think he's probably overall uh, the best wrestler maybe ever it's just for, because of how long he's lasted and how many different guys he's worked and he's done every big high spot too basically like the shooting start of the floor he's like the first guy to do the springboard shooting start of the floor yeah, years yeah. ago he started off in, in uh, WCW just for that little run and uh, I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad match Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad match and I don't think I've ever seen him really get hurt or take time off so yeah. that's why I just say like there's a lot of other guys that have stopped and go and they've come and gone and they're amazing uh, amazing talents but I think overall he's just He's just on a different level, and I'm really happy to see him get that push in WWE now. It's a tough company to work for. So, You being a third-generation star, do you think it's possible your son could be a fourth-generation star? I don't know if I'd let my son wrestle or not. I'm getting to that point now where my son is uh, 17, and he, he's pretty good on the snowboard and uh, skateboard, and I think I could probably get him into the ring and show him what to do but it's it's a I don't know if I'd wish wrestling on my worst enemy at the same time <laughs> the greatest memories of my life and greatest moments of my life have been from wrestling but it's just one of those sports it's it's uh it's hit and miss and the, the money's there but it's also really hard to get and there's no guarantee it's not like you're getting a big contract in the NFL and if something happens you got that money to kick back on it wrestling you got to keep going 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 and it's I don't know I, I would Maybe maybe my son could be a wrestler. I don't know yet. I, I really, right now, I'm just trying to just get him through high school. I don't really spend a lot of time, uh, kind of a f weird divorce or whatever, not divorce, but separation when, when uh, I was young. And basically, we just thought, because of my lifestyle and uh, me smoking pot and, and being kind of a, a wild man or whatever my reputation was, kind of. And, with girls and partying, and I never partied hard with, with, with stupid drugs. I've never done cocaine or crystal meth. I've never taken a painkiller in my life, but I smoked a lot of pot. And I did mushrooms and partied when I was young, and I, lo I love women, and I had lots of girlfriends and stuff, and I just didn't want him seeing that. I wanted him to be more grounded and respectful, and uh, his mom's pretty strict with him, and I thought she was a good mom and didn't want to interfere with her. She got a new husband, and um, they, she didn't want me to kind of be overshadowing the new guy because I have this lifestyle. My like, dad's a big hero. He's on TV. He's a wrestler, or whatever. So, but my son and I are pretty close. I talk to him, you know, probably to be honest, probably maybe ten times a year, just to make sure he's okay and that he's uh, 
if he really wants to wrestle and he wants to go to the gym, then, then I would probably try to guide him through it and allow it to happen. But I, I, I don't know. When people ask me about wrestling, I run a wrestling school and I want everyone to be able to join the wrestling school. But those people have been practicing in their mind or wanting to be a wrestler for years. That's why they get into it. It's not just like a spur of the moment thing. So. But I, I hope I helped you. I hope I answered some questions. No, no. I, you, you said that WWE is a tough company to work with. What's your relationship been like with them since, you know, you've made some appearances in the Hall of Fame and other things like that? Uh, they had me on Total Divas, yeah. which was really nice to them. The WWE is super cool. Anytime they can give you any rub, uh, it's the greatest greatest company on earth for, I think, for, for any type of entertainment. I mean, it competes against the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, soccer, basketball and has always been the big sellout always has that big wrestlemania they always have all these other shows they provide all these other companies uh with enough you know like when i i think of them like as a big shark and then when the shark eats there's all that stuff that comes and falls off and that's that feeds the rest of the yeah. the rest of the people that are underneath them and um, for them to do what they do and just never stop running shows and the lighting and the sound and the trucks and the the screens and their special effects and their their music their dolls their shirts yeah. their video games they're just a monster and if you can't respect that you're you're a player hating piece of shit or you're just blind or stupid and they just they're a company that moves so fast and they got a lot of rules and they got a lot of uh, things with kids and 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 policies and to protect this this new and this new style they have because obviously they had the, the attitude error and that was very crazy risque and they got in a lot of trouble and I think uh, they had to really watch themselves with the way this new world works and that they, they they found a way to get back in and recreate this stuff for kids and cartoon characters and the network and uh, just I, I again uh, nobody works harder than the guys in the WWE that schedules the hardest so I have nothing but good to say about them I would always love an opportunity to work with them uh, I really don't I'm not that guy that's trying to call them or send in tapes I've never sent a tape into WWE in my life I've never called one of their agents emailed them or or tried to really do anything more than tell X-Pac hey man on a podcast I'd love to get a job or say something on Jericho's podcast like I always thought Triple H was a genius and he was smart and he handled business properly and that yeah, Brett yeah. it was Brett that kind of made things difficult and sure the screw job happened but that could have been ended in two years and he could have came back and still done all this cool stuff and even if we had the stroke or the concussion he still could have came back and and like if Tyson Kidd could come back with a broken neck and not be mad then Brett I, I hate to say it but Owen's death happened because of actions that were taken by other people and it set Owen up into that position and it wasn't anybody's fault it just happened but it's something that if you're gonna if you're gonna continue your life let it go and go back to the company that made you Vince created Bret Hart and and Shawn Michaels and all these guys and most of them all went back and and did great things and I just think it was hard to see Brett with so much potential for being a great agent and a great booker and I think he loved the business enough from what I remember seeing that he would have liked to have been on the road like Fit Finley or Dean Malenko or or like how Vince is always there and I think Brett would have been such a nice touch to have him back there and to have him and Sean and Triple H all on the same page I said it for years I just wish everybody got along a little earlier they did the handshake and stuff but it was so far late that it ate up a lot of my good years 
and Tyson Kidd was there during a tough time. Natalia was really put through a lot of little tests and stuff to see, I think, you know, if she was tough enough mentally. And another one of those people, just Natalia is so, so mentally strong and such a workhorse in the ring and so solid and always on time and credible and reliable and trustworthy and made all those other girls uh, definitely get better as great coach. So I think they've helped kind of rebuild the heart name there, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, if that's my other regret, if I could go back in time, is to, to never let that the screw job happen and to make sure that Brett stayed friends with Sean and, and stayed friends with Triple H and, and stayed friends with Vince and Stephanie and Shane and that our families were really close at one time and it, it did a lot for wrestling and we were really powerful because of the McMahons. They helped back us up. They gave us that, they gave us that next level uh, for the hearts to be able to send you somewhere and that was a blessing. Stu always loved to be able to call Vince up and send somebody up to Vince and that uh, now the only hope is Tyson Kidd and Natalia, which is still I'd rather have my, my life in their hands yeah. and keep doing MLW and trying to hit home runs and, and show people that if they need to see that I am a changed man I think I've always been a pretty good person but it's not what people it's not what I think it's what people think it's perception yep. so if they perceive me to be different now then I must be doing something right and if I'm getting a push and uh, I'm doing well and I continue to have good matches all I can do is try to be credible solid show up put a smile on my face thank God for letting me have a career again and thank God that I have fans that love me and appreciate me thank God I have some cool people like you that have five minutes to talk to me or care about i'm relevant again and that's all i can do is just i've been trying to do this interview for a long long time so i'm so glad we made it happen Um, again man it's uh it's an honor to get to be a hero for people and to see fans after the show and they want to take a selfie and they tell me how long they've been watching me and i really tell people that haven't watched me please check out my youtube videos it's how i live forever and tell people about them if they're good and uh, we'll, we'll link it down below. Yeah. A whole bunch of people are going to see this yeah, now. That would be so cool, man. And that's all I can do is, and that's the way I, I kind of uh, pass my legacy on. And people find out about the Teddy Hart workers. I always think I'm one of the hardest working wrestlers on the planet and maybe unappreciated a little bit. And I hope to God now that I start to get appreciated more and more people get to see me. And the proof is in the pudding. I never risked my life for money. I did it because I loved my fans. And if anything, I got probably blackballed for doing too many moves, but I had a hard time justifying a fan spending 20, 30 bucks and watching old slow wrestling. So I thought at least with me, I have the pressure of being this third generation guy. Uh, I should probably be better or do as much cool stuff as I possibly can to keep the name alive and, and to, to make it get to the next level and then to set a, a, you know, a measuring stick or a, a, set the bar as high as I possibly can for this next generation of guys to come in. And uh, again, all I can say is uh, please keep watching wrestling in general, fans. Please keep cheering for guys, buying merch, keeping, this, keeping this, their dreams alive because without you, we don't have a purpose. And without a purpose, you don't have a life or a dream. And after that, it's, it's a pretty lonely world here. And I, I think the wrestlers uh, that are trying now are really good kids, good attitudes. There's not a lot of drugs in wrestling anymore. All that party kind of rock and roll. The guys play video games now, do social media, yeah. go to the gym, uh, try to eat right. It's a really good young group of guys that are coming up. And uh, thank God there's guys like Gabe that protect him and guys like WWE that are taking on this new kind of training center place and a place to develop talent and, and, and help guys get better and better. And uh, Hopefully the product continues to grow in different countries like China and Russia and uh, the Middle East more and uh, places like Dubai. I hope maybe with BN Sports being from Qatar, maybe that we get to go down to their area yeah. and do some shows down there. And just, uh, again, 
keep trying to grow this business. It's my family's business. It's three generations of wrestling. It's, it's something I want to see continue to grow and be a, a powerful form of entertainment on the planet. And it's a great peacekeeping thing. Wrestling's great peacekeeping. It's, it's MMA is awesome, but MMA is it's brutal. And it's and not that wrestling's not real, the wrists are real, but the uh, understanding of wrestling, if you understand it for what it is, it's a beautiful dance of two or three or four guys killing each other to get that first, that bloodthirsty fucking, I want to see me. But then we go back to being that smart person with a conscience and we don't want to, I, I love watching war, but I don't want to pick up the bodies, if you know what I mean. All of a sudden then it becomes real. It's funny, yeah, everybody's shooting yeah. each other paintball all of a sudden, but if the paintballs turns to bullets, all of a sudden that whole, that game goes from being fun to fucking you're murdering your best friend or your brother and we're all brothers in this world we all need to get along and uh you know it's not about religion i don't think it's, it's common sense and most most religions based on common sense and just courtesies of being nice to your fellow man and trying to appreciate the the you know this is a it's a beautiful life and we're all blessed to have a life and if we can make each other's lives better and easier by being civil to each other and polite and and like i say follow a certain uh you know regiment and um it's it's camaraderie to me the wrestling business you really you're putting your life in another guy's hands yeah. people forget that i think sometimes and if they remember that a lot of these a lot of these really cool moves are two guys trusting each other with their necks on the line because it's really a slip here or there and it's you're in a fucking wheelchair and and it's we're really blessed to not have more injuries yeah you know so. right. teddy hart thank you so much too long guys god bless you thank you for the opportunity to talk and I hope everybody gets to enjoy this. I didn't know you had so many uh, followers. Oh, so. We got a whole bunch. Yeah. A whole bunch of people watching. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. There we go. Teddy Hart. Great chat. Interesting. Interesting guy. And easily one of the best in-ring workers in the world today. If you've seen any of his matches, uh, especially his recent work in MLW, the guy can go. It's amazing. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Green Roads, a pharmacist-founded company with CBD products for people like me, for people like you. Use my code CHRIS15 for, uh, yeah, you guessed it, wow. Yeah, 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. Also, thank you to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. You can head to mybookie.com slash bluewire to sign up. Also, thanks to Samson Technologies for the podcast and equipment that we're using. SamsonTech.com is where you can check all of that out. I'm really glad I posted this interview with Teddy Hart. In fact, a lot of people have tweeted me over the last, well, we posted this, I mean, originally did this interview back in January. I've had people over the last eight months that were like, man, I totally thought Teddy Hart was a dick. Then I watched this interview and my mind, my thought completely changed about him. My opinion completely changed about him. Um, and I was just really glad to just sit there and be able to take in everything that he was saying. Um, Teddy Hart's obviously, you know, he's gone through a lot and uh, it's changed who he is now. And uh, I hope he gets the opportunity to show this and showcase his skills in whatever way that he wants. Uh, we leave you the quotes. So uh, I think this one is so powerful. It's from Wayne Dyer. And it says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that is a very fitting quote to this conversation with Teddy Hart. Hope you enjoyed it. If you're at All Out this weekend, can't wait to see you there. Woo!